All right, so U.S. government soldiers, they don't go missing. In today's day and age, it's almost impossible, and I mean literally impossible, to go off the grid, let alone United States soldiers or Marines or Navy SEALs going off the grid. That is insane. So for there to be this proposal that these soldiers went missing inside of an Afghanistan cave is ridiculous. So let me just catch up very quickly. For those that are unaware, essentially there is something, a story called a, the Giant of Kandahar story. And what that has been rumored to be was that back in 2002, U.S. soldiers went looking for some members of their team inside of a cave in Afghanistan. And as they go looking, they claim to have stumbled upon or come across a giant, a, a literal giant, uh, much taller than them, something very similar to that of the description of Bigfoot, believe it or not, except this is actually in Afghanistan. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to connect this to another disappearance in a very similar area within Afghanistan. So just uh, stay tuned. I'm going to be connecting those shortly. But essentially, this giant supposedly killed some of these soldiers, uh, but eventually they were able to capture it. And then the story goes that from there, they then brought it back to the United States and uh, trapped it, studied it inside of a classified containment facility. And of course, the, the rest is history because... Once the U.S. covers something up and they've done their job, we don't really hear from them after that, right? So with that being said, let's take a, a quick reference here to some of the, um, the articles that have been discuss discussing this. So according to Conspiracy Theories Archive, uh, Archives.com, in 2002, a U.S. task force engaged in a search mission of a team that had disappeared shortly before in a deserted area of Afghanistan found itself facing the entrance of a cave. On the ground, there were the remains of U.S. military equipment completely destroyed. Then during the inspection, the special forces was attacked by a giant, at least, at the very minimum, four meters tall, with long red hair, six fingers to the hands and six fingers on the feet, and a double row of teeth. Now, according to the evidence, the giant killed a soldier by piercing him with a spear or javelin before the rest of the team could kill him or subdue him, ultimately shooting him in the face for roughly about 30 seconds. Now, let me just say very quickly, assuming this is true and legitimate, because I believe that every story or rumor has a little bit of truth to it, even if a big portion of it is, is bullshit. With that being said, do you know how much you'd like how hard it is to take somebody down if you have to shoot them in the face for roughly 30 seconds in a row or 30 seconds consecutively with multiple men with assault rifles? That is insane. That means that clearly this giant had some type of, I guess you could say, superhuman ability or some type of strength that genuinely uh, showcased a much stronger sort of uh, skin or some type of uh, much stronger exoskeletal system compared to that of, of humans. Now, the interesting thing is that there are a few different proposals about this, which is that this so-called giant of Kandahar, which is what the, the story has been named because this, this is from Kandahar, Afghanistan, is that these may be one of the lasting Nephilims, which Enoch has written about, the giants and the Nephilims. Now, again, there's many different ways and interpretations with respects to what the Nephilims actually were 
or what they actually are. Some have said they've been extraterrestrials. Others said they were multidimensional entities. Other people have said that they have been, they're literally some of them were the archangels of God himself. It all depends what, what you believe. And again, we can take this uh, seriously or we could take it as a joke. But at the end of the day, when the U.S. government refuses to comment on this so-called giant of Kandahar story, the story I just told you, or I just spoke about, it really makes you think, did they cover something up? Now, maybe it wasn't a giant, maybe that could have been a form of disinformation, but the reason why I'm sticking with the giant story, just bear with me here, is because of something else that these soldiers so pretty much discovered, if you will. Now, we're going to fast forward, because remember, the story I just told you was from back in 2002. We're now going to fast forward to 2016, early 2016, February 16th to be exact. The headline reads, this is from newspunch.com, but you can search this up anywhere and find it yourself. The, uh, the headline reads, eight soldiers missing after discovery of ancient flying machine in Afghanistan cave. Okay, now you might think, how the heck do these two stories connect? Clearly, very clearly, there is something going on within Afghanistan that they don't want us to know about. And it's, it's got nothing to do with oil. It's got nothing to do with money. It seems that modern-day Afghanistan seemed to be some type of literal home or portal, if you will, or resting place of these beings. Now, what these soldiers found in 20, early 2016 within this Afghanistan cave is supposedly a Vimana. Now, what is a Vimana? A Vimana is pretty much a flying machine, in which I recently did an episode on, that talks about, particularly within Sanskrit texts and within the Indian culture, essentially what we would call today UFOs. So Vimanas were essentially, and we're talking thousands of years ago, because Sanskrit texts are very ancient writing. We're talking about the the referencing of flying objects. So Vimana could essentially mean any type of flying machine, if you will, if once you translate it. And again, this is from an ancient translation. Now, why is it that within the Kandahar region and within all these other regions in Afghanistan, there is constantly mysterious events happening and being covered up? Okay? Now, according to newspunch.com, the... Let me see here. The, this machine has been dated. This machine that they found by the way, this Vimana, has been dated and has been said to be roughly 5,000 years old and is believed to be prote protected by an energy barrier which prevents the troops from removing it from the cave. Now, ironically enough, we haven't seen any pictures of it. The Obama administration and the U.S. government refused to allow anybody to see any pictures, which, which is fine, I, I mean, I guess, right? But why is it that there is some type of electromagnetic force or some type of energy that is causing things like the Kandahar giant or things like this, this so-called Vimana or, or uh, flying machine or UFO, whatever you want to call it, to appear and be hidden within Afghanistan. Now, I'm not saying Afghanistan is the only place. I'm just saying the more and more I do research for episodes, the more and more I find that there's some consistency and there's a reoccurring theme with Afghanistan. A lot of things happen within Afghanistan if they don't happen in the West, which, which would make perfect sense. I mean, listen, North America is not the center of the world. 
ultimately. And I would even dare to say that more extreme things occur in Europe and in the Middle East compared to North America just because things are a little more under control here in, in certain uh, when it comes to government experimentation and what have you. Or maybe it's the government experimenting in, in Europe or the Middle East. But anyways, according to newspunch.com, and I quote, U.S. military scientists have been deployed to Afghanistan to investigate the disappearance of eight American soldiers and to get more information in what is causing this Vimana, or flying machine, to be entrapped in what some are calling a quote-unquote time well in the cave. Now, you might think, okay, why the heck did you connect a, a supposed event from 2002 all the way to something that happened in 2016? Well, let me explain. Both of them took place in Kandahar. Okay, we have that laid out. Step number, uh, number two is that both seem to emerge from a cave that seemed to be roughly the same geographical distance in, in both events. Okay, that's number two. Number three, it's been prom proposed sorry, that this cave sort of acts as a portal if you will, or some type of form of entity or form of energy in which allows there to be some type of teleportation or transportation from one planet, universe, dimension, what have you, from one to the other. So the question then becomes, could it be possible that things like this Vimana or things like this supposed giant from Kandahar actually be traveling through this particular cave in order to get to this planet. Now, could it be accidental? Could it be on purpose? We don't know, ultimately. And the question is a little bit interesting, too, because the information we do know about this so-called Vimana that is stuck by this invisible force field is interesting because how would these military scientists be able to predate this machine? Now, yes, you can, based on physical appearance, you can tell, but why hasn't the physical appearance been disclosed to the public? I mean, this seemed to be something four years ago that seemed to be brushed right under the rug. It was kind of like the United States, the administration took interest in it. Maybe they didn't get anything out of it. Maybe they can never find the soldiers or it was unexplainable. Or maybe other parts of the intelligence community within the government said, okay, we got to close this up, put a blanket over it metaphorically, and let's, let's ship these things back, to, uh, back, to, back home, back to the, uh, the homeland, and... And that'll just be another cover-up like they've always been doing. Now, listen, mis mysteries happen all the time. Suspicious things happen constantly. For people to say that m mysterious and shady things don't occur, with all due respect, that's pure naivety. Like, I'm not saying you have to be a conspiracy theorist, or I'm not saying you have to believe in some of the most out-there proposals or theories, but there comes a point where it's like, listen, would the U.S. government cover this up? Absolutely. I wouldn't, I mean, f for Christ's sake, every single government, forget the United States, every government will cover this up, okay? So now if we head to the xplan.net, the body of the giant was packed and loaded into a helicopter and transferred to a secret location in the USA for study. Now, based on Quayle's story, L.A. Marzulli succeeded in identifying and interviewing one of the members of the task force who actually saw and shot the giant of Kandahar as the event became to be known. Now, the names I just mentioned were just journalists trying to get an interview with some of the members or the soldiers in which supposedly took down this giant. Now, the soldiers said, and I quote, on searching the cave, 
had come around a gigantic humanoid with a thick red beard and long hair of the same color. Inside the cave, there were remains of human bones, leading the military to think that the creature was a cannibal of some sort. Now, one of the soldiers was impaled by the weapon the giant wielded, a, sort of a long spear or lance, and essentially was sort of taken aback by how large this figure was. Now, according to the witness, the USG didn't disclose the event and has no intention to do it in the future because, quote, giants don't match with the way we explain our world. Now, supposedly the giant weighed roughly 500 kilograms, as estimated by the AC-130 cargo plane team who transported the body from the pickup location to the U.S., and the witness remembers that one of the pilots noted a terrible stench of musk and dirt, like a man who didn't shower for 10 years. And the giant, also quick note, wore a canvas or animal hide to protect his feet, like some sort of shoe or something like this. Now, again, the soldiers guaranteed are paid off or are told to keep quiet and possibly their families are threatened if they speak up and this and that, which is why it's very hard to find this type of information on mainstream media sites. Now, I'm not saying it has to be put on a mainstream media site in order for it to be legitimate. Quite the contrary, to be honest with you. But I do want to note the significance that this has when it comes to covering things up because when you look, for example, and you see that the government is not issuing any statements and it's they're just keeping quiet about everything, that's the ultimate cover-up because they'll then let the much smaller independent websites report it if it even gets out, if the story even leaks. And then they'll just claim, use that as a psyop or a, a form of psychological warfare and say, pretty much say without saying, listen, if it's just on these mumbo-jumbo independent sites, clearly it doesn't mean crap, which is actually the truth, in fact, is the, is the entire opposite to be completely honest with you. So I find it interesting that there always seems to be soldiers returning to Afghanistan and particularly Kandahar. Now, yes, before you say anything, I understand the United States has soldiers in Afghanistan still. Even though the Afghanistan war is officially over, there's still a presence there. I know that President Trump has talked about getting everyone out in the next few months. But all I'm saying is that these particular special black ops mission teams constantly keep to, keep to be searching for, for one team, then another team, then another team, then another. It's like over and over and over. Once they go missing, that's still fishy to begin with. Eight special forces soldiers go missing, fine. 2002, boom, they capture the so-called giant. And then in 2016, there's a story again. Almost 15 years later, there's a story again saying, listen, they're back there. They can't get this supposed flying ship out of this cave because it's got a, a, an energetic force field protecting it. So it just makes you think, and I don't even know, to be honest with you, I, I don't even know what I can conclude about this right now, even as I'm recording this episode. I wish I could conclude more, or I wish I could be able to put the pieces of the puzzle together a little bit more. But let me know what you guys think, because this is a very interesting incident. Uh, I wish I could give more specifics about both incidents I talked about, but I still stand to believe that there is a, a much deeper connection and I believe that Afghanistan, or at least the Middle East, seems to be the hub of a, lot of, the, of a lot of these types of encounters, if you will. And again, you can't, I mean, at the end of the day, it's one thing if it's just a regular Joe Blow like you or I, or a regular person that claimed to witness this, but we're talking about multiple United States Special Forces soldiers. So for anyone to say that they had some type of mental breakdown or they were hallucinating, I highly doubt it. 
and that's simply because they don't send their soldiers out if their soldiers are not in mental and physical, like if they're not mental, mental or physical specimens, if they're not in tip-top mental and physical shape, okay? And they do these tests on these soldiers constantly. So for someone to say that these soldiers were experiencing psychosis, that's a little bit difficult for me to, to believe, to be honest. Any other time, I would certainly be open to saying it, it was possibly some type of hallucination or psychosis or something like this. But honestly, to say that more than one soldier, even one U United States soldier, but fine, you know, everyone's human, but more than one soldier experiences, I don't think so. Okay? Again, let me know what you guys think. I wish I could have given more details on this, but at the end of the day, tell me if you think these two are connected, even though they're years apart. Thank you very much. Cheers.